it says it's setting it up. I don't know if we're actually live because now it's saying we're live. So, all right, I think we're good. What's going on, guys? This is Chris with uh, with my co-host JP for another episode of the Success Agent Podcast, where our goal is to help automate as much as possible and help you make as much money as possible with your real estate business. I really butchered that intro. Um, today we're talking about a a uh, a pretty important topic, something that I just had to go through, JP just went through, and I know a lot of people go through all the time. I think it's like every two years or something, but that's choosing a brokerage um, and one that you're hopefully going to stick with. Uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of variables that you have to look into, and we're going to try to cover those and help you take a step back at what you're looking at and just make an informed decision. So you're not just like rushing into something. Um, so as I've already mentioned before, I'm a newer agent. I just got my license in November and I chose EXP. Um, I renew, I was going to choose EXP for several reasons. And we'll kind of get into that. And JP made a switch from Colbell banker to EXP. That was this month, right? Or was that in November as well? Uh, end of last month. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, the start of this month. Yeah. So there's a ton of different things you have to look at. For me, it was a little bit more clear because I wasn't leaving a different brokerage. I was just starting fresh. And I've also been in the real estate technology side of things for just over two years now. Um, JP is a little bit different. He's an active agent. He's constantly producing, selling homes, and he had some more variables to look at. Um, and he has a few tools that he used as well, which we'll give to you guys for free. Um, so first off, what made you want to make the jump from Coldwell Banker to EXP? Well, let's let's go back to the very beginning first. Um, okay. When you're when you're out there choose, try, looking for a brokerage, um, you know something that I didn't do when I got in the business was I just I knew somebody that was already in the business, and I made the decision to um, just reach out to them, you know, interview them. Yeah. Um, and I think more times than not, you know, the real estate business is probably a little bit different in terms of the way that you look for a brokerage. Um, the way you, as a, as a real estate agent, you know, you're basically a single business. You're an independent yeah. contractor. You are your own business from the day you get your license. And so you, you know, and so, but basically what you're doing then is you're going out and you're interviewing different brokerages. Mm -hmm. It's different in this world than it is in the traditional sense, because, right. you know, you're putting an application in and then the business is interviewing you. Whereas in the real estate business, you're out there interviewing brokerages. For sure. Yeah. So, so, and you're interviewing them saying, okay, is this going to be the right fit for me? You know, because in the traditional sense, you know, most brokerages just want bodies. They just want yeah. people to come on. They just want as many people to come on. And then, you know, and, and then basically it's, it's a matter of, it's a numbers thing, you know, mm -hmm. the more, the more agency bring on, eventually you're going to get some rock stars and then the rock stars end up staying and the ones that aren't doing very well end up leaving. So when you're out there looking for a brokerage, then you want to, have a series of questions and some investigating that you want to do, um, you know, even prior to setting up an appointment with the broker of that particular brokerage. Right. You know? So a few things you want to do is you want to make sure that 
they have good training, you know, because in a lot of senses, you know, you know, there's a, you know, everything comes down to splits, you know, this split, that split, what's the split, what do I get for the split that I'm going to provide for the brokerage? You know, where, where is, what am I getting for the money that I'm going to be, you know, spending? Mm -hmm. And so training, technology, um, follow-up, accountability, planning, you know, all of these different things to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success and that uh, the, pr the brokerage is providing you with a good service. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to make sure that, you know, all of these tools that are going to help you become successful are, are in place. Um, and, you know, so one of the things is, you know, you don't want to hear the, well, it's online, you know, because I think there's two people out there. There's online people that are really good. And then there's in, in there's face to face. Right. And in my opinion, it's a blend of both. Yeah. I, I just think that there's, there's just some people that just can't sit in front of a computer for an hour to two hours trying to absorb information because it's not as interactive as it could be. Um, there's just plenty of reason um, that kind of make it a little bit disconnected. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, so there's that. And then you want to also interview other people that are at the brokerage that you're considering hmm. to make sure that it's going to be, that what is being presented is actually uh, unfolding into reality, you yeah. know, because, you know, a lot of times you can hear, you'll hear what you want to hear, but then when, when push comes to shove, you know, those things might not actually play out, you know, so you want to talk to some other people, um, you know, and a lot of times you don't want to always call the top producer at that particular brokerage because, uh, you know, their perception of reality is different than somebody <laughs> that's brand new, you oh, know, yeah. And, right. and so you want to make sure that those people that are brand new or have only been there about a year, that those promises, if you will, actually have been played out. Right. So, so just going back to my story. So, um, you know, I started at a brokerage because I interviewed somebody. I was there for a while. Um, and then we got bought out and then, um, I ended up at Caldwell Banker. Um, and then I was there for, seven years, almost eight years, actually. Yeah. Almost eight years. And, um, you know, just something that I've been wrestling with for quite a while is the future of real estate as teams. And so, um, you know, my thought was, okay, I've got to find a platform that's conducive to teams. Cause I, I, I'm in a small town. So where I'm at, you know, a lot of these concepts and the things that the way that we do real estate up here, uh, is just way more old school than kind of the way that the rest of the United States is kind of headed towards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the days of big box brokerages in the, in the traditional sense are going to go away. And I think the virtual teams and virtual uh, real estate is going to be the next wave of how we do business. And then um, teams within that structure is going to be the way real estate's ran. Because I think that, you can get more done as a unit, like in the military, you know, there's one army or one military 
and then within those militaries they have different you know subsections of teams if you will or in the army they call platoons Mm -hmm. and then um you've got a team leader and you've got a um uh platoon guide and all these different things and i and you can just get more accomplished by dividing the one big overarching goal down to smaller goals so that you know you have a specific mission and you can go out and accomplish that mission and and i think that's the structure that real estate is going towards because i think that you can just get more done when everybody's all on the same page rather than each bunch of individuals just running around trying to figure it out you know right and then with that you've got somebody that's got your back somebody that's looking out for you you know someone that's willing to step up if you if you can't be in two places at once Mm-hmm. You know, you're all on the same page and everybody's working towards the same goals, you know, and I think once people can rally behind that kind of stuff, then you can definitely get, uh, be much more successful, much faster. Right. So, so the yeah. whole aspect of, you know, combining team and efforts and allowing people to leverage their strengths to go for the ultimate goal, which is sell more homes and make more money. Right. Um, exactly. So when you chose Cobalt Banker, why just choose Cobalt Banker? Because obviously, so like we've seen a huge shift, as you just said, in how real estate's being done. And um, a lot's changed in those eight years from the technology side of things. Right, absolutely. Uh, like, like the cloud is widespread. I mean, there were times where you would want your CRM installed on your computer. And now that's like completely unheard of. I, you just log in via a browser. So right. different, totally different business landscape. Why do you choose Cobalt Banker then? Well, it's funny. I didn't actually choose Coldwell Banker. (laughs) So when we got bought out, you know, um, I did have an opportunity to, to leave if I wanted to at the very beginning, but my broker, you know, encouraged me to stay um, because he was like, you know, trust me, got this handled, you know, just, just know that, you can trust me on this. And so I did. And, um, you know, for the, before I decided to develop a team, it was great, you know? Um, and I didn't know what I didn't know at that time because I was pretty new in the business. You know, I'd only been in for a year and a half. And so I didn't, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I just dug in and try to keep figuring out the real estate business. And, you know, when, for someone who's driven for success, then you're always going to try to find, you know, what is best for my business and the way that I operate. And so I just kept moving forward, trying to figure out what it is that I felt that I needed in my business. And I didn't necessarily go out and look for the tools that may or may have not been provided through my brokerage. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, it was one of those things where it's like, here's your desk, here's your keys, figure it out. And so I figured it out, you know, um, for some people, that's just, they're not a figure it out. You've got to show me what I need to do and then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that for a lot of people, you know, that's the case. Like, you're like, you know, I'm trying to figure out my business. I'm trying to grow my business, but I just don't know what to do. And I don't know where to get the information, you know? And it's funny because a lot of people that I've talked to, even in recent years, they're like, you know, I, I tell them like, 
you know, there's podcasts out there that have a lot of information that'll help you grow your business. And they're like, you know, still for some people, what's a podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you need, and then I'm like, there's an app on your phone that came with your phone. that's always been there. The little orange square or the little purple square, you know, and I'm, and they're like, huh? Oh yeah, that, I didn't know what that was. And it's been on your phone the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just hilarious because then you're like, yeah, there's a wealth of information out there that's out there for free, you know? And as soon as they hear free, their ears perk up and they go, huh, I guess I'm going to have to check that out, you know? And and so I just started doing that, you know, and uh, when I got my first iPhone, you know, of course, I'm slightly techie myself. And so I would just dig around and figure out what some of this stuff was. And then I'm like, oh, podcast, huh? You know, and then I started listening to a bunch of real estate stuff. And then that's kind of how my mind had been expanded from, you know, this whole like local universe that I had, which is I felt like that was my only source of information to, huh, there's real estate in other states too. (laughs) Oh, they do. They do real estate this way. Interesting. And so that just kind of got me to where you know, I was like, huh, man, I was, you know, so I was on this quest to figure out what exactly is um, the best strategy when it comes to running a real estate business. And, um, and so one of the things that, you know, I came across was, was EXP. And, um, and I didn't really come across it. They had come to where, where we live. And, um, and so I was just kind of curious about it. I wasn't, didn't really dig into it too much. Um, there's a gal on my team who had started there. She left, she came to call a banker. Yeah. And so now she's back at EXP. And so I just drilled her for a bunch of information and, and then I, you know, and so I got more curious as to, you know, what's this all about? You know, is this a traditional brokerage with the same name as everything else? And so then I finally got to a point where I was like, well, let me dig into this a little bit more. And then, you know, I kind of just been wrestling with this idea of leaving. And then um, I ran into the guy that sponsored us on and mm-hmm. got a hold of him. And we just, you know, and he just kept drilling me and drilling me and drilling me. And I was just like, okay, fine. I mean, he hard sold me, you know? And so <laughs> I was like, all right, well, let me, you know, then he sent me this video and that was the end of it right there. I watched the video yeah. and then I couldn't sleep at night, you know, cause I was just like, you're calculating yeah i'm calculating i'm doing the math i'm just trying to figure out you know and then my next biggest hurdle was could i work from home you Uh know right and so for a lot of people that's their biggest drawback to deciding whether they want to try something different or you know they have to have an office to go to yeah you know so one of the things that i did for myself was i created a really really work environment to where like I got my desk in there I put office carpet like commercial grade office carpet in there so it smells like you're going to the office you know (laughs) I set it up as if it was like in my office somewhere else Uh, you know so it's very very gives me that feeling of like I'm leaving the house and I'm going to work yeah that gets me in that work mindset and um you know and, and I'll tell you there's just so many benefits when, once you kind of get the right mindset of working from home, it's a lot more convenient. You're already there most of the time. 
you know, if you forget something, you just like, oh, you just run upstairs and go get it, you know, like right. <laughs> instead yeah. of having to waste all this time driving back and forth to work and back and that, and, uh-huh. you know, I think that, you know, you can be much more uh, focused on income producing activities when you're actually, when you're working from home, I think. Yeah, we kind of talked about that in the last episode with remaining de- distraction free. Um and like your office setup, it looks exactly how your old office looks, which is great. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like kind of identical. It's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely in the same spot. <laughs> so like definitely knowing, you know, what works for you is important and kind of being realistic with, um, you know, your expectations, I guess, because if you can't work from home, that doesn't mean it needs to be the, like the drawback and you're like, oh no, I can't do it. And, and this isn't like designed to be an EXP recruiting podcast or anything. But, um, you know, if that's like something that you need to work through, then I would just rent an office space if the numbers still make sense. You know, that's that's one of my goals in 2019 is to get an office space where I can just like I can just go and I can leave my house and I can like just zone out and do my thing. And um, and that'll be really beneficial for me, which is kind of why I'm like trying to change everything, because after a year and a half, I'm realizing that, you know, what I currently have is great. And I'm lucky to have it, but it's just not working for me. And that's cool. And I just got to find something else that works. Um, so, yeah, that kind of with the working from home thing. Um, well, and it's about yield. You know, how could you yield the most out of what it is that you're doing currently and not having to add anything else? You know, so yeah. if, if you're in a model that... Uh, you know, they're giving you all the tools and all the training and all the things that you're needing to be uber successful, you know, and you're getting more, if if you can get more somewhere else than where you're currently at now, then, you know, um, that for doing the same business, then it might be conducive for you to change. Now, for some people, it's, it's not about the money. It's not about the training. It's not about that. It's about the routine. And if you've been doing the same routine over and over and over again, and the stress of changing would uh, not be beneficial to your, your mental um, stability, I guess, if you will, to, in order to show up at work all the time and do the things that you do and that you love to do. And the people, you know, for some people, it's the people that you're around. You know, it's uh-huh. like, yeah, I can go somewhere else. I can make more money, but I just love the people that I'm around, you know? Um, and, but if you were to talk to any business person and they were to, you know, say, well, what is the recipe for a successful business? And it's, you know, well, whether I pass or fail, I love the people. Well, that's not smart business in my opinion. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, you know, I really love what I do, but it doesn't make me any money. Okay, so then you either have to reformulate how you're currently doing it into a way that you can that can make yourself money, yeah. or you have to um, change your environment. And change, I think, change in and of itself is crippling for people. Yeah, like it's like I just can't fathom any kind of change because I would just die. You know. Yeah. Well, like uh, Ty Lopez kind of talks about it, adaptability. Like that is the one character trait that will make or break someone. How well can you adapt to a new situation or a change in your environment? Um, And it's interesting that you kind of talk about 
um, like we were talking about like years ago, when you first got your iPhone, you had the podcast and you're like, Ooh, what's this thing? And it still exists and it's bigger than ever. And it's a wealth of information that's totally free from like people like you, myself and everyone else who's just like a normal person who has information they can put out there. Um, you know, it's kind of like I'm learning with eXp. There's this huge support group that you have instant access to. And people can provide you with so much information and so much support on stuff that you've never even heard of before. And it's like, it's all right there, but it's making that change and understanding that, Hey, you know, I need to change what I'm doing a little bit, adapt to this new way of running business and then leverage that and actually get what you need out of it. Right. And it's, it's the, the social networks that we have now that can can you can leverage off of the time that they've already done yeah and i was gonna say that you can you can build your business off of other people's experiences so that you can you know leverage time and money and effort uh, much faster by you know basically living vicariously through other people's already experiences and then you can adapt those things to yours and you can continue to increase even faster that's actually a great segue into mentors do you recommend one especially if you're a new agent um but even if you're an established agent what about mentors yeah i you know every highly successful person has either had a coach or a mentor in their life yeah right um you know i had a mentor um you know early on that had genuine concern for my ability for success. Um, and then um, for a short period of time there, we were actually um, on the same playing field for a while. We, you know, he was my broker at one point and then um, he stepped down for a period of time and was just an agent. And we were actually, you know, we shared an office for a while, you know? And so it was kind of cool because we were able to, you know, glean information off of each other in order to, to make ourselves better. So. Yeah, You know, I think that's huge. Um, you know, and I would also say too, as coaches, um, you've got to be careful with coaches. I think coaches are a really good idea, but if they're not, um, if they're just, if they're just annoying, then they are being helpful. Then you just, you don't need a coach. You're right. not ready for a coach yet. Yeah. Cause, Cause one of the things uh, I was just listening to a podcast the other day is, is that in order to be successful, you have to be coachable, which uh-huh. is the ability to adapt the things that you're learning, you know, immediately, not when it's convenient for you, but immediately. Right. And if you're not ready to be coachable, then you don't need a coach. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know the player exactly. I want to say it was Michael Jordan, but they interviewed his coach and they were like, just asking about Michael Jordan and, you know, he's this great player and, you know, legendary and his coach said, like, the one thing that made the biggest difference was his coachability. I mean, you tell the guy something, and he goes out and he does it. And he's not, like, he doesn't have his own stigma. Like, no, I got this, man. I'm really good. I know what I'm doing. He's like, okay, you have input for me, and I'm going to go implement that, and I'm going to get even better because of it. Right. So, yeah, coachability is, like, huge um, for success, especially, of like, the high-level success, not the kind of success that pays the bills and you go to work every day, and that's that right yeah yep i agree and you know and those guys you know outside of their regular coaches also had personal coaches 
Right. You know. Right. Oh yeah. So like coach from like multiple angles. It's not just like yep. one source of information. It's yep. you digest all of your advisors. You know, what are they telling you? Um, I think it's Think and Grow Rich, I want to say, um, where they he talks about like you select your favorite mentors, dead or alive, and you know, you put it yourself in a room with them. And you just hear what they're talking about and you hear what they're saying. And then you digest all that information and implement based on what they had to say. Yeah. Um, and I think also, um, you know, masterminds kind of fall, fall into that, yeah. you know, or, or groups of highly successful people yeah. that you can so that you can glean information off of because some of these guys have perspectives on, on life and, and on business that, you know, just completely blow your mind. That's not just the same fundamentals. Well, if you work hard and you surround yourself with other employees that want to do stuff, then you'll be successful. That's not true. You know, and sometimes they don't give you the blueprint. And this is a lot of, you know, so if you're hearing, you know, your coach telling you the same cliche type stuff, where it's just like, well, if you just get up in the morning and you work hard and you do that all day, like it kind of sounds like Obama, you know, like this is the problem. What you need to do is you need to get up in the morning and you just look at yourself in the mirror and you just tell yourself that you're awesome. And if you're not, then that's your fault, you know, and then you can get up and you just do it all day long and you'll be successful, you know, like that. <laughs> so I think that it comes down to like, you know, are they, are they, you know, truly care about what it is that your, your success, you know, like, you know, um, People that go to church, you know, and that just go on Sundays because they just go because they have, they feel like they have to, you know, versus those that are actually learning about their spirituality on a regular basis. And they're doing the fundamental things that, you know, um, that make them grow internally versus you're showing up because it's Sunday. And it's just what we do. Well, that's mm -hmm. not that's not the way that you're going to become the next level in in that, you know. So, like, if you're applying that to your to your business, you know, if you're just getting up and going to work because that's just what you do, rather than, you know, going through all the fundamentals of things that that if you just do these fundamental things will make you successful because you're doing the fundamental things. You know, it's like when you were a kid and you were getting ready to learn how to read. You had to learn phonics first. A-E-I-O-U, sometimes Y, you know, all those things. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You had to know what those alphabet numbers were in order to eventually know how to read. You can't just go and just be like, well, if I just learn how to read by reading on day one, you know, or pretending to read by trying to like mimic what other people are doing without actually learning how to fundamentally how to do it. Right. You know, then you're never going to learn how to read. You know, if you didn't know that one plus one was two, you just kind of were like, well, is it, is it four? Well, is it eight? Is it one? You know, and just guess and just kind of like BS your way through it. You're not going to win, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like sometimes coaches, want you to jump to reading and then be yeah. like well did you read today well dude i don't know how to read so <laughs> i gotta what's the fundamentals of reading first then 
let's build on that and then make me a better salesperson, you know, like, right. You know, or they're like, well, did you make your calls today? Well, I don't know how to make calls. Okay. Well, did you give me a script? Well, no, we don't give scripts here. We just rah, rah, rah in the background. Well, that's not a good coach. A good coach is, you know, we're going to role play. What is, what area of your business do you want to spend the most time on? Do you want to work on expired? Do you want to work on uh, withdrawn? Do you want to work on FISBO? Do you want to work on cold calls? Do you want to work on farming? Whatever that is. Okay. And now we take the farming and we break that down into, okay, what area of that farm or is it that you want to work on? Do you want to work on, you know, um, a certain price point? Do you want to work on um, homes of a certain age? Do you want to work on a certain geographical area? What is it that you want to farm? You know? And so if you're not, if you don't know, if your coach isn't helping you guide you in this way and they're just kind of a cheerleader, you know, mm-hmm. then I don't know if that's going to build your business, you know, because yeah. you can find a friend or someone that's already in the business in your local area. You two can bounce each other, bounce off of each other on, you know, what is it that we're going to encourage each other to do this week, you know, and then hold each other accountable for that. And you don't have to pay, a, you know, a couple grand a month for that, you know, Right. You can make the couple grand just by encouraging each other to be successful. So. Yeah. So obviously, obviously mentoring is good, big, big importance coaching as well within any kind of choosing your brokerage. Um, I used to think that the technology would be a really big deal, but I'm kind of learning that, you know, these people do provide technology and that's great. Some of it sucks. And I don't think you should limit yourself to what is given to you. Right. Like that's, that's additional and that's great but definitely like expand and kind of see what else is out there. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I joined EXP was for their tech, but I'm learning that their tech is good, but what I had before is actually still a little bit better and it's combining the two, you know, it's not just like casting away everything. Um, Yeah. And I think one of the problems you run into is um, a uniform ecosystem. And, you know, I also think too, that, you know, like we use, we have this program uh, that's all that we can use for um, building our contracts and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I did was I learned that system to the best that I could learn it, even though it sucked. But over time, you know, I, my thing was, I was like, I just don't want to learn another system. You know, I don't want to learn another system because I know that the one that I have is, is as simple as it's going to get, unless they can, you know, I can push one button and it's going to write the contract for me. But outside of that, like, um, you know, it's going to be pretty tough to compete once you get to know a certain system. And for me, it's like, you know, if a lot, if the newer system or another system is just redundant of what I, what this other system already does, you know, then I'm kind of on the, on the fence because I'm like, yeah, even though it might integrate a little bit better on this side, it might do a little bit of this on this side. But when I, when someone says, Hey, I want to write a contract right now, you know, then, um, it's going to be much faster for me to do it the way I've always done it with this other system. Cause I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can write a contract in 15 minutes. I don't know if there's really another system out there that can make me do that much faster, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm just like, okay, well, if it's not faster and it's not more efficient, it's just different. Then 
I don't know. I don't, yeah. So there's no reason to change, but you know, but, but on the other side of it, it's like, okay, if, if this other system is going to save me a significant amount of money, if there's a money piece to it, well, then that might make sense. But if I'm spending more money to just be just slightly more efficient, then it might be worth my time to learn another system. Because, you know, when you're looking at economics of scale, you know, you want to be able to produce more to lower your expenses, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, if you can't produce any more and you're having more expenses, well, then that just doesn't make sense. Like that's just, it's worth me investing some more time into something else to learn how to be more efficient and save more money so I can use that money to grow my business rather than just to spend money for the sake of spending money. Yeah. It's an interesting point. Cause like you can get so lost in tech. Uh, one of my first clients I had, which was a phenomenal learning experience. Um, he was trying to do like, he was constantly trying to pick a new system for his brokerage because there are all these stupid features that keep coming out and like, you're just nitpicking everything. And it's like, dude, we got to sit down. We just got to pick something that works and then just like go with it, you know, not constantly looking to change things. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, he was spending like 20 hours a week figuring out redundancies within systems he already has or has used. And it's just like, it pisses off his agents because they're constantly having to change systems. And it's just, it's actually pretty ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, that's, well, yeah, the whole thing was just like, yeah, you don't like the, I, technology is important. And it's, I think it's interesting because you talked to me two months ago, I would have had a different response, but I don't think it's actually the most important aspect when choosing a brokerage because you just can't limit yourself to that stuff. And I think if you're just getting into the business, whatever, what, you know, almost every podcast I've ever listened to and people I've talked to, they're like, if you don't have a CRM and the company that you work for is providing you with these tools, then just use their tools. Yeah. There's always ways when you, if you decide not to use their tools to do something else. Now, mm-hmm. if the tools that they provide aren't doing the things that you, which is fundamental, which goes back to the fundamentals of your business, you know, like there's automated follow-up tools and things like that. So if they're filling a void that you can't fill and the CRM that they provide you with the brokerage isn't fulfilling that, then you definitely need to search for a different, CRM because there's tons of CRMs that will automate these follow-ups for you but so you either can do this so a lot of people say okay the first thing you need to do to scale your business is you need to hire an assistant the second thing you need to do is you need to have a system for follow-up so with your system for follow-up is a you're the follow-up person and Mm -hmm. if you don't have if you don't have the mental space to follow up then you're you have two options you can either, well, three actually, but two are kind of the same, is automate your follow-up through te- technology or you hire an ISA or you hire a VA. So those are your three options. So you, well, f- four, four of them, if you really want to get technical, you, <laughs> technology. And then the two types of people. <laughs> and then the two types of people. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. And if yeah. you're not getting that with your CRM or if your company doesn't provide a VA or a ISA, which there are brokers out there that have in-house ISAs. 
Yeah. And so, um, so if you can't fulfill any of those roles, then you need to shop around either yeah. for a new brokerage or for a new CRM. So. Yeah. So uh, that resource that we're going to include in the link just below somewhere in the, um, the description. Uh, why don't, so I haven't really used it. So why don't you just go over kind of like what it is, how they use it, and, you know, just a quick synopsis. So they at least have sure. some sort of guidance. Yeah. So uh, in a nutshell, it's a, it's a basic spreadsheet. Um, all the instructions on how to place the different uh, numbers in the fields are at the top. And then at the bottom, you just plug in the numbers. And you can, if you're trying to compare two different brokerages, you can um, plug in the numbers on one and then plug in the numbers on the other side. You can compare the two brokerages. You can even add in extra ancillary costs. Like, you know, let's say it's just, well, if I do $5,000 worth of uh, advertising on my own, what does that look like? Yeah. So then you can compare the two brokerages and then at the bottom, it will tell you uh, the net costs mm -hmm. on each side. So you can do a average sale price, average commission, average splits, average extra costs. You can compare the two brokerages and then it'll tell you what you'll make on each side of the, of the transaction. So. Okay. So, I mean, it's basically just a numbers comparison. Yeah. It's two comparison. It's basically just, you know, but it has it all labeled in terms of like all the different categories and stuff. You just plug in the numbers and it'll tell you exactly what the difference is between the two, you know. Cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to go check that out, um, definitely recommend it. Just another resource to help you make an informed decision. Actually, I'm a, I'm a numbers person. I like to see it right then and there. And that'll help you do that. Um, what I think the biggest points here is not just jumping into something without doing the research. And before you even do the research, you need to know what you want. So you're going to need to do a little bit of soul searching, kind of figure out what's actually important to you. What are your goals and how are these brokerages going to help you fulfill that? And then go answer those questions for each brokerage and then just break it down, see what works and see what doesn't and make your decision that way. Um, cool. That's about all I got. What you have anything to add there? Um, just lastly, um, if you do a business plan before you start picking a brokerage, you can hammer out a lot of these details. Um, if you go to Tom Ferry's website, he's got some, a lot of free tools there. Yeah. Um, and you can, he has got a, a good business plan that actually goes through the expenses. What's your big why? Why is it that you're even doing real estate? Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, it's got where you think you're going to find your business. You know, because a lot of people don't realize what it is that they're getting themselves into when they sign up and somebody says, hey, you'd make a good realtor. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know what you're signing up for, dude. So you better, you should probably go there and download this uh, tool for a 2019 business plan and see all the different categories of the things that you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And then you can fill those in, you know, and it goes through uh, what your costs are going to be, where you think you're going to find your business, who are you going to talk to, where are you spending your money now, what is your expenses that you're spending things on, and then you can kind of figure out exactly how that looks and then use that brokerage comparison tool and you'll be more than prepared to jump into the world of real estate. Excellent. There you go. Um, how can, how can people reach you JP? And you have a coaching program, you know, what, what kind of services? Yeah. So right now what I'm doing is just a 30 minute free coaching call. Um, you can just call me 307-772-1184. We can talk about some of these things that we talked about today or on any other of our podcasts. And, um, or you can reach out to me at james 
www.fluellen at gmail.com. And if you can't remember any of that, just Google me. You'll find me. I'm on LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook, Twitter. So I'm out there. If you, if you can't find me, then you're not looking. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Um, yeah, guys, if you want to reach out to me, just go through this page, Success Agent, um, or you can just find my personal Facebook profile. Shoot me a little message. That's cool, too. Alternatively, you can shoot me an email at chris.successagent at gmail.com. And that's what we got for you. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, I don't have my planner out, so I don't know exactly what the topic is, but looking forward to it anyway. Uh, JP, as always, we'll talk to you later and have a good new year, man. All right, man. You too. Deuces. Yeah.